Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Andrea and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Over the Labor Day weekend, Christy went glamping, and she has some insights to share about her time in the woods. So Christy is back from the woods. <laughs> Came out of the woods, Mark. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you uh, you did the long weekend thing. Mm-hmm. Snuck away actually a little early, so you got four-day weekend, which is awesome. Yeah, I did a little glamping. Yes. And it was amazing. Would you do it again? One thousand percent. The okay. the weather was incredible. Um, I went walking a lot, just outdoors. Um, I was around water, around the lake, and and my glamping unit was like it overlooked the lake. Oh, nice! Has a cool little deck, uh-huh. and so I I had the best time. It was super rejuvenating, and I I two of those days I literally did not talk to anyone. And it was just like my own little... That's for you is huge. I know, for an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. Just my little solo retreat, silent mm-hmm. retreat, basically. And uh, I just wanted to get alone and kind of look at some things. You know, a lot of times um, I'll make a list of, you know, where do I want to be in five years, 10 years? And what do I feel like God's leading me to do? That sort of thing. And I'll yeah. journal that. Okay. And so I brought an old journal and then I brought my current journal. Mm-hmm. And I just started flipping through the old journal and I was just like, wow, God, I was looking at things I wrote five, six years ago. Um, things like thinking about starting a podcast. So like God's Mm. putting this on my heart, you know? And I was like, wow, I have, I have a podcast that I'm doing for KLRC. Wow. God, you did this. And just looking at all the ways he had come through and, and been faithful on things he was putting on my heart that I didn't really know fully how to make it happen, but I was just taking these little bitty steps of faith and then he and just seeing how he came through and so i was writing you know where do i want to be now what do i feel like god's putting on my heart and what i expected was to write down more things like that but what i ended up coming to was staying in today Hmm. and being grateful and then and not just making these lists and goals which i'm pretty goal oriented but just really relishing in the fact of um, we're relishing in God's presence really wow. and seeing where he's leading me and just listening to that slow, yeah. you know, that easy, slow, sweet, soft voice and, and just letting him guide me gently and really being grateful. So like this morning when I woke up, I mean, my alarm goes off and I'm laying in bed and my eyes pop open and, and I'm just kind of laying there and I hit it on snooze. And in that snooze period, I just thought, I just said, God, thank you so much for today mm-hmm. and help me just do your will today. That's what I'm going to worry about. And I'm just going to do that every single day. And then I'm going to look forward here in another two years. I'm going to look back and be like, wow, God, look where you brought me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that was my, my biggest takeaway That's was so good. Yeah. Just gratitude and looking around and being thankful and, and chaplain Justin, we talked to him last week. And one thing that he said that just stuck with me was what he does with his sons on the way to work. They look around outside and like, what are you grateful for today? And they'll look at the sunset or mm-hmm. they'll listen to the birds. And I really tried to focus on that this weekend and I'm just staying in today and all that God has for us today. It's so good. So sweet. 
Staying present in the moment is something I think all of us struggle with. It is so easy to get caught up in checking off a to-do list, all the things that need to get done, all the things we want to do. I've been so guilty of this, and I'm trying to work on it. Life goes so fast. We really need to slow down and be present in God and His creation, meditating on His goodness. So glad Christy got to do that. Now, here's a positive, different story from this week. So, uh, this grandma in Michigan has taken what was a painful experience and turned it into something pretty powerful. Could have learned that yesterday, too. The same theme, right? Yeah. It's what he tends to do, Mm -hmm. right? She's a grandma in Grand Traverse County, Michigan, and she has um, a little grandson. His name's Jacob. He's on the spectrum, and she watched with a grandmother's broken heart him not get invited to birthday parties. And mm. just because... It's hard. You know, she his uniqueness. In fact, she says she doesn't even like the word special needs. She just chooses to call a child who, who some would say have special needs unique. And she's a lot of unique kids mm-hmm. out there. So she decided, you know what, not only is this probably heartbreaking and tough for Jacob, but I bet there are some other kids out there. So she decided that two years ago, she would not only have a birthday party for Jacob, but for all other Jacobs out there who don't get invited to a lot of the other birthday parties. I love that. Right? Spread the word around. About 25 kids showed up to the park that day for a very special birthday party. Last year, the number doubled, and they have no idea what to expect this year, but it has turned out into a thing. That is wonderful. And that's so cool. It's a really cool idea. Yeah. Taking that, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just for a parent, for a grandparent, right? Mm -hmm. It's just heartbreaking when you feel like, man, people aren't seeing the value in my kid. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard world, and we don't get to shelter them from everything, but... When you get to step in and take something that's so rough and yeah. do something better, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, just a simple thing, too. And it turns out to be so meaningful and powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's amazing. It's a great idea, Grandma. That is our positive difference <laughs> story of the day today. I have two siblings on the autism spectrum. I love them so much, and it's hard seeing how they can be treated and looked down on. It breaks my heart, so I loved that story. Up next is a funny story about why Christy was late for work one day. Mark and Christy, you know, yesterday on the, I know, to bring this up is probably bad, but the Battle of Generations, which you were close, by the way. I know. So close. Always just right there. Right there, right there. I know. So, um, Sherry the Baby Boomer Mm -hmm. brought up that question about Lassie. Waving the paw <laughs> yeah. at the end. Uh-huh. Cindy uh, is one of our listeners. She uh, messaged us this morning. She said, when I was little, I used to wave at Lassie and say goodbye. And then I would cry as the show went off the air. Oh, like, oh my that goodness. is so like, sweet so and wild. sad. <laughs> I actually looked up on YouTube yesterday yeah. to see what it was like for Lassie to oh, wave at the yeah. end. Started watching. I actually watched a little bit of Lassie yesterday. Did you cry? Too? I didn't cry. Come Might on, have if I Come said, on But I was like, I think I almost want a dog. Like <gasps> I was watching. What? Like, this dog's incredible. What? Like who doesn't love Lassie? And then you tell me about your morning and I was oh, like, no, yeah. I don't want a dog. Oh. I give up. You know what? 
No, don't let that be a deal breaker. Yeah, no, um, I don't want to be like Yeah, my dog kind of made me late. Yeah. Well, I was trying, like every morning, it's not a big deal. I open up the back door. Both my dogs that go outside, it's no big deal. I come open the door. I yell for them. I'm like, yeah. Shaggy, Scooby, come on. They come flying back to the door and I give them a treat. That's our daily routine. routine. Well, this morning, Scooby came back and he's just standing there next to me as I keep yelling for Shaggy, kind of like, where are you, Shaggy? We're both going, where are you? Shaggy's not coming back. And I'm like, I don't have time for this, yeah. you know? And so I kind of... this is really early in the morning, so it's dark and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I try not to... I usually just yell like once because, you know, I don't want to wake my neighbors up. Sure. You know? What's up with the girl yelling at, you know, five in the morning? <laughs> right. And so... He doesn't come back. I'm like, okay, maybe he needs a little more time. So I go back in. I finish making my coffee. I come back. I open the door again. Yell. Nothing. So then I walk out. And then I walk right into a web. <laughs> like so a apparently web? overnight, oh, um, the Charlotte, worst. the spider, <laughs> decided to just make a massive Weave web over that door and it's dark so i wasn't paying attention so then i'm screaming now because <laughs> i've got a spider you know charlotte's like harassing me oh. anyway it was just kind of a nightmare and so then i i know i got all that out and then <laughs> shaggy eventually i see him kind of trotting towards me and i was like thanks shaggy thanks <laughs> Thank for everything you. see now i really really want to no, know but listen i just want you to go back to lassie oh okay it, right. it is worth it. Okay. And Shaggy has sweet moments. Uh-huh. It's just today wasn't the day. Wasn't at 5 and it today. was really all Charlotte's fault. I don't have a dog of my own. I have two cats, but I love dogs. They are such great companions. Loyal, playful, protective. And yes, sometimes they don't listen. Maybe they do something they shouldn't. But that's any animal or person. No one is perfect. Except maybe Lassie. I didn't watch the show. I don't know what kind of dog she was. After the morning show is Andrea, and here are some of her best breaks from this week. 90.9 KLRC. Isn't it so fun when we just learn something new about God's creation? So earlier this week, my husband was up in Montana, and he sent me a picture, and he said, look at this. And I looked at it, and it was a whole bunch of rocks. I was like, cool. It's rocks. And he said, no, no, no. Zoom in. Look at it. It's a ptarmigan. I had never heard of this bird before, but he sent me a few videos. And this bird hardly ever comes into the USA. Usually they stay up in Canada and North America. But this bird literally changes the colors of its feathers throughout the year, depending on the circumstances. In the winter, big white feathers to hide in the snow. In the summer, a little bit more spotty brown so that they can hide really well in rocks, hence why I couldn't find it. And so that's so cool that God just created these animals that are so unique and that we get to learn about new things every day. 90.9 KLRC. My husband was recently leading a retreat. And one thing that just came about as they were together, and it was a Christian retreat, uh, was him asking, what is burning on your heart? What's burning in your heart that God has put there? And it's just a good reflective question. Like, what is it that God is putting on my heart? And for me, I have not been really good at reading my Bible consistently the last couple of weeks. I need to get on that. That's what's burning in my heart. But it was just really interesting as people shared what the Lord was teaching them in that weekend at the retreat. So just a good thing to reflect on. You know the phrase, God will never give you more than you can handle. I hate to break it to you. It's not true. 
it's not true at all. But you know what is true? God will never give you more than he can handle. Whatever you face today, it's okay if you feel a little uneasy about it because he's got it. I really appreciated Andrea for that last break. It is something I hear all the time. God wouldn't give you something if you couldn't handle it. And people usually say it to be comforting, but it isn't true. We can see this in the Bible. Bad things are constantly happening to God's people. Things that they can't handle. Things out of their control. But God is always there, and he always has a plan. Echoing Andrea on this one, whatever you're walking through, you've got God on your side. Now here's Robert from Middays. I believe that anxiety is something that all of us deal with from time to time, and it's something that society talks about a lot, too. Anxiety, depression, how do we get through it? I was reading this article from author Lisa Turkhurst, and she was sharing that declaring your trust in God out loud is a big tool to push against anxiety. So you can say out loud, God is good, and he has good plan for my life. 90.9 KLRC. I'm Robert. And the way that we show kindness to others, it's incredible. It has a positive ripple effect. I was reading Natalie's story online and last week she got into a car accident. And if you've ever been in one of those, it is scary. You get all shook up. You don't know what to do. And for Natalie, she was actually a bit hurt. And so there was these two young men who had seen what had happened. They parked and hopped out of their car, ran over to Natalie's car, and they were just holding her hand, telling her that it's going to be okay. The ambulance is on the way and Natalie didn't even get to learn these guys names but she remembers that experience going oh that if I didn't have them there I don't know what I would have done their kindness is what got her through 90.9 KLRC my name's Robert and I've got a daughter that's a junior in high school and I'm starting to notice even this early on that we may have to battle a little bit with procrastination (laughs) and I'm not saying that she's the only one I went through that kind of phase myself and sometimes I fall back into it but I was also reading this article about procrastination and the deeper side of things where procrastination can be tied back to fear I had no idea sometimes fear is is what keeps us from getting things done. And there's a lot of reasons behind that too. Maybe we feel like uh, what we're going to put out there is not good enough, or we may not have enough knowledge to complete the task. But that's something I'm going to work on with my daughter this year is to not be afraid of the work, but just go for it. Don't wait. That is super interesting how procrastination is related to fear. I had no idea. I did quite a bit of procrastination in my final years of college, and even now, as a struggling adult, it's pretty bad. But it makes sense. The fear of not being able to do something right, fear of the unknown, it's such a universal human fear. The unknown. But luckily, God knows everything. Next is Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. Kara, do you remember a couple weeks ago when I was talking about how fast food restaurants need to learn how to stay in their lane? (laughs) I do remember. (laughs) Right, because everyone wants to be everybody else. I know. For some reason. Yeah. Right, but you think about like the most successful brands that we know of. Yeah. They're really known for like one key thing, right? It's so true. And yet companies don't seem to get that. No. So part two today. (laughs) Oh boy. Because I saw that uh, Taco Bell. Oh no. Which is one of the worst offenders in this category. It really is. They are now offering gelato. What? Mountain Dew Baja Blast gelato. Oh no. (laughs) Just no. (laughs) 
Bob last gelato. I know. I'm like, what do you even? What do you even say about say this? About, yeah. yeah, like gelato feels like kind of this like classy, fancy, fancy high end ice cream that should not be in the same sentence with Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Baja Blast <laughs> Taco Bell. Like none of these none words of fit things. together. No, they do not. It's been a while since we've had a dream job alert, Anson. There are a couple of things in life that you know I love. One is cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is baked goods. Okay. One of the other. Yeah. This one does not involve both, but it does involve baked goods. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I am excited about this one. Yes. Uh, there's a company that's looking to hire someone to watch the newest season of the Great British Bake Off. Oh. And be a baked goods tester. Wow. Ahead of the new season. So you get to eat and watch at the same yeah. time. They basically want you to like go to the store, they give you money to like buy the ingredients, make the stuff, okay. eat it like while you watch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess rate like whether the food tastes like how they describe it on the show. Okay. <laughs> That's assuming I'm like it's assuming that I can make the things that they're actually making on the show. Yeah, but come but on, I bet you could do it. I'm willing to try. That's all I'm saying, okay? From time to time, I have been convicted that as a good Christian, I need to be well-read. Right? Yes, totally. I need to read all of the great Christian teachers and pastors and theologians of past and present. Super important spiritual books. Yeah, so I can grow spiritually and emotionally and say words like, hmm, yes. (laughs) Quite, and things like that. Exactly. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with reading those books. In fact, that is a really good yes, thing to do. Totally. But I've also become more convinced recently that it's also okay for Christians to read lots of fiction Ooh, books. Yeah. And I think sometimes fiction gets a little bit of a bad rap. It does. Because we're like, yeah. well, we could go read important books. Exactly. That will actually make a difference. Ooh. Or we can go read made up stories. Stories. Like maybe yeah. at the very least, we're like, okay, well, you can read like the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. That's a made up story with. <laughs> With a point. Right. But otherwise. With an obvious spiritual allegory. Right. You're wasting your time, right? Mm, Interesting. But I really don't think that's true. Mm. And I really appreciated uh, something I read recently from Paul Anderson, who made the case for this, that Christians should read fiction. And he had two main reasons, beauty and empathy. Mm. On beauty, he says, if you've ever read a book or watched a movie or a TV show even, you've probably experienced one of those stories that just floored you yeah. with the truth or grace or redemption that was present mm. in those stories. Yes, Stories are art and art. there's a lot of beauty in art. Mm. And then empathy, engaging with fictional characters on a deep emotional level, Anderson says, can be a sort of thought experiment in empathy mm. where we briefly step outside ourselves and engage with people who are both vastly different and also in some ways the same hmm. on an intimate level. Yeah. And obviously we can do that with real life people too. And I'm not saying we should just stay in our rooms all day sure. and only commune with imaginary characters. No. <laughs> but I'm also saying we probably shouldn't overlook the power of stories, mm. both real stories and imagined stories yeah. to move us and to break down our walls and to send us out ultimately wanting to love God and love others mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. I am passionate about storytelling. I believe it's something that makes humans separate from animals, how God uniquely designed us in his image, and the good stories that humans truly resonate with and tell over and over again, I believe point back to this ingrained truth, that we need a hero, a savior. I think that's why Jesus liked to talk in parables, because it's a way humans communicate, connect, and understand the world. This is also why I love fictional storytelling, because here, we are not only creative, 
but we can use our stories in meaningful ways to communicate truth and connect with God, the author of our story. Thanks, Anson, for sharing that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.